Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. I'm your host, Patty Lennon, and I have a special guest today that I know you're going to be excited to learn from and drink in her wisdom. Dr. Anita Sanchez is a Nahua and Mexican-American. She's a transformational leadership consultant, speaker, cogent author of the international award-winning book, The Four Sacred Gifts. Indigenous wisdom from modern times. She bridges Indigenous teachings with the latest science to inspire and equip women and men to enjoy meaningful, empowered lives and careers. She is a member of the Transformational Leadership Council and board member of Bioneers, Evolutionary Business Council, and the Pachamama Alliance. Anita leads an annual journey into the sacred headwaters of the Amazon. With that, welcome, welcome, Anita. Thank you, Patty. I'm so excited to be here with you and all your listeners. Thank you. So, and we are certainly excited to learn from you and have you here. And it's interesting because I met you through a mutual acquaintance of ours, Brooke. And um, Brooke introduces me to the most amazing people. So I'm so pleased to be connected with you. Understanding Indigenous teachings, understanding what it means to respect other cultures, and expect and respect what those cultures and traditions are and the history behind them and really how to learn from and benefit return that benefit to the planet without i guess using the word again being disrespectful so this has been a topic that's been alive for me all year. We've we've talked about it in a couple of different ways, and it's why I'm truly excited to have you on the podcast today. I have some questions for you, but I'm curious if there's anything that's not in your bio that you would like our listeners to know before we jump in. I think you covered it in my bios. I want in our conversation also to cover all your questions and be sure to share I think what's real important right now, too, is whole understanding of the power of dreams and hope. And so I want to share some personal experience of that that I think will be helpful to the listeners. But let's go for it. I'm eager to, you know, your listeners, and so I'm eager to hear what are your questions. Okay, well, let's start with what is Indigenous wisdom? And actually, let me take a step back and say, what does the word Indigenous specific to people mean? Yes. Well, indigenous, actually, all of us, all two-leggeds, as we call them in indigenous language, all human beings are indigenous because we are all anthropologically from the earth, from the stardust. We're all of the same elements. But when, today, when we talk about indigenous, we're talking about people who have, through millennia, carried on the original knowledge. And that knowledge has a lot to do with our connection to the earth and to each other. And so to be indigenous is actually to hold a worldview where there is one hoop of life and no one's higher and no one's lower and there are no mistakes. So all these different races of people 
all the different animals and the forest, everything else, that diversity is meant to be. And we are intimately interconnected. We're all related. So that's when we talk about indigenous, again, anthropologically, we all are. When we're talking about in current context, we're talking about people like my people and others all over the world, the 6% of the population of the world who carry on the original knowledge of the connection to the earth and to the stars and to our oneness. And I'm curious if you believe if someone who is of a particular, I mean, I don't don't know what the right terminology would be, but let's say race or their ancestors date back to a specific place on the planet. Mm -hmm. And they don't, you know, necessarily, they're not carrying on that wisdom. Can they learn it and then carry it forward? Is that possible? Or does it need to be passed on from birth? You can always remember. And that's really it, is that we're all sacred beings and our ancestors and going back, back, back. And actually, our ancestors are present going forward, forward, forward. All that is in us. And we're learning more of that. Our indigenous elders have taught us about that. But science is also starting to look at, wow, we didn't understand. We're starting through quantum physics, understand what indigenous people have known for all time, that we are this energy. So yes, you can go back. And I encourage people to do that. Oftentimes, it is white people, people from European descent who have disconnected. And of course, Black people who were brought here by force in the US, I'm speaking of, but actually many parts of the world as slaves. That is a, that disruption and disconnect is horrible, but you can remember. And part of doing that is just to ask in dream time about your ancestors, to bring you that wisdom, to go to the people who are still left in those locations and ask for to share the wisdom. But it is there for you. And what you'll find is great solace and strength in that. I've mentioned that to people, and it's mainly people of European descent who send me notes and go, I didn't realize, you know, because it happened hundreds of years ago. And yet, when I started learning more about who I am and what I am, I have more compassion for my own people, but also an understanding and awakening to why we're in the situation we're in now with so much divide. But yet the possibility, as we're all being aware of these divisions, to create the care for each other. Mm, Beautiful. So what would you say is indigenous wisdom? Yes, it's that wisdom that tells us, that draws on from the spiritual place within each of us. As we say, we all are sacred. We're all sacred beings. That means not only two-legged, but also the trees and the earth and the water and all of this is sacred. But it does not mean that we always operate in a sacred way. So in indigenous wisdom, what it does is always holds an honor that you treat all, I'm going to talk about human beings now, all with dignity, but that's all life with dignity. But that doesn't mean that if someone is operating outside of a sacredness, that you do invite them to be accountable, but you still are always treating them with dignity as you have them be accountable for behavior. And of course, where I stand is I always want to be accountable for my behavior, even though it doesn't feel good when I slip, but that's part of being a human being. Mm -hmm. So this indigenous wisdom that tells us about our oneness, 
about that we are intimately related, that something that happens halfway down the world actually has an impact on us because we're energy. And it begins to start signing like science, like quantum physics. But this is what growing up, so my elders, I just want to say with this story and then take your next question is, I remember growing up and my elders always saying, be careful of what you say, be careful of even what you think, because once you put it back out into the world, you can't take it back. The good news is you can put new life-giving thoughts and, and actions and words into the world. So that we now know with science, for example, we know that in a 14 or 16 foot radius, we're impacting each other's heart rate variability just by what we bring in terms of our emotions and the thoughts that follow those. And we know more and more when we get into quantum physics, our impact on each other and still a lot to be discovered. But I just smile and that's what I'm smiling ear to ear thinking about my elders. Many of them have no formal education, but because of being great scientists of true observers of all our relatives, they have this knowledge and in ceremony where they get connected to spirit in a way that you're always connected, but in a very deep way, they're able to hear this wisdom and pass it on. Mm. You know, you said something just a bit ago that just made something land for me. Uh, So the question that I've been kind of carrying in my heart is, because I can feel that we are evolving as a planet, you know, as a humanity, we are seeing things we haven't seen before. And I truly believe as a collective, we really want something better mm-hmm. as one people, as the group of two-leggeds occupying the planet right now. And yet we keep taking two steps forward and four steps back, or at least that's what it feels like to me. And what you just said, I'm wondering if you think it maybe holds a piece of the puzzle, which is we still need to treat each other with dignity and respect. and. What I'm seeing is when we observe behaviors that we maybe want different, either in ourselves or others, are we extending even in that dignity and respect to ourselves and or dignity and respect to another group of people if we don't like what they do? And I'm wondering if it's that absence of respect that maybe is causing these four steps back. What do you think about that, if that even makes sense to you? Yeah, no, it does make sense. And I think part of that is why this ego who prop. So we live by prophecy. A lot of people read books and philosophy and stuff, and that helps guide their worldview. And for indigenous people, we have prophecies. And so one of the prophecies is an ego who prophecy. And it was given to humankind, not just indigenous people back in the 90s. And what it was very clearly that we were entering horrific wintertime where there is no description that we know. And there would be such death and loss and division and all these things. And that we do not have to stay in that though. And the reason all this is happening is because human beings forgotten how to be in dignity and respect with all our relatives. So that's when we got offered by spirit through 27 elders around the world, the four sacred gifts. And what they said is what exactly what you're talking about is, what do we do? People want to live meaningful lives. They want to contribute. They care about their children. So given we have all this in common, why are we being so divisive? And so they said, use these four gifts. And when you use these four sacred gifts, you will remember how to be in harmony and balance with yourself, 
other people, and the earth itself. Ooh, all right. So what's the four sacred gifts? Yes, and they're definitely not secrets. We want everybody using them. So the four gifts, when the elders came together, they spirit told them to build a hoop, and they did out of a tree branch, and they hung a hundred eagle feathers from it. And then in ceremony, in meditation, chanting, dancing, saying their different languages, meditation, that they built that hoop and they put four gifts in there for all of us. So I ask you all, I know you already are, but I'm specifically inviting you to listen with the softest part of your ears and expanding heart. For these four gifts belong to you to help you be in right relationship with yourself, other human beings, and the earth itself. And the first gift is the power to forgive the unforgivable. The power to forgive the unforgivable. Put that in the ceremonial part of your heart. And as you do that, you already are becoming aware of the power of this gift and what has been forgiven and what might be calling you that needs forgiveness. So this, I, I you know, want to breath, so let that go in. Yes, <laughs> I want to actually ground us in that because you spoke it so beautifully. You know, you put it in the softest part of your heart to put it in that ceremonial part of you. But I would say pro- there's probably someone listening right now that says, I don't know what that is. Please, mm-hmm. please explain that to me. Yes. When I say put it in the ceremonial part of your heart, I ask you to have your heart expanding because we're in the illusion that these physical bodies, which we are spirit in these earthly suits, you know, of different colors, but we are much more than that. So when I talk about the ceremonial part of your heart, I mean that place that has infinite expansion that goes way beyond the cellular level or the outline of your body, beyond even your aura I'm talking about. So that's the putting in the ceremonial part of your heart. Because I think when we do that, even intuitively, we don't understand what that means. It is already at work because there's so much to be forgiven. And now is the time to do it. We're becoming aware of all the things. And so for us to create a a new reality, the evolving planet that you spoke of, then it's going to require us doing some forgiveness. And I don't mean that. Let me just say another couple of things because a lot of people will go, Forgiveness is not that easy. People would be doing it if it were so easy all the time. And it's not, but I think that we don't do it because we don't understand what forgiveness is. We think forgiveness means, oh, I'm going to forget that hurt, pain, or mistreatment that's done to an individual or to whole groups of people or to the earth itself. No, it's not about forgetting. I'll never forget the abuse of my early part of my life. I'll never forget the racial murder of my father mistaken for someone else. However, what forgiveness means is that you're not getting stuck in that pain, hurt, and mistreatment. Instead, what you're saying is, I let that go so that I can be present and use your energy for now, which means your energy for now can also be for seeking justice, but not out of the place of being stuck in the pain and hurt and mistreatment. It doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you're disloyal to yourself or to groups of people, what it really means, forgiveness, is that you love yourself enough, oh, that you are willing to let go so that you can use this energy to create what you want now and in the future. And that allows us with the other gifts to be able to do the kind of things we want to do, not just individually, because that's an illusion too. We do nothing alone. We always have help. 
but to really go into co-creation, which what is what we're being asked to. So to reconnect this hoop, understanding that we have differences and similarities, but all of it's needed. All of it's needed to work. Mm. Oh my goodness, it's just filling my heart. All right, so what is the second gift then if we're, if we're ready to move? Yes, let's do that. Let's just take a breath. And the second gift put into the hoop for all of us to remember how to be in healthy connection to all our relations is the gift of healing, the gift of the power of healing. Put the gift of the power of healing into the ceremonial part of your heart. And with that, take a couple of breaths. And we know that every day, I wake up every day and go, oh, I get to heal again today. And my sons would laugh at me sometimes, go, mom, you're, I don't think moms say this. I said, but it's a good thing because things happen every day, sometimes really little things, sometimes big things. And to be able to use that gift to keep this vessel open so that I can be of greatest benefit, not only to myself and other human beings and other relatives, but for seven generations forward. So the gift of healing. Just take a breath. And then if I may go on, the third gift that is in the hoop for all of us to remember who we are and what we are is the gift of the power of unity. Mm. The gift of the power of unity. Put the gift of the power of unity in the ceremonial party of your heart. And just breathe that in. And know that as we're seeing all this stuff unfolding, and all the pain and hurt and loss, I don't mean to diminish it at all. At the same time, what is awakening is a necessity for us to unite. And the unity can happen in the biggest way if we continue to do our forgiveness and our healing. So even though these are four distinct gifts, they're very much intimately interconnected. All life, all these gifts are interconnected. So just take a breath. And then the fourth gift, and final gift that Spirit told the elders from all over the world to put in the hoop to help us remember how to be in right relationship is the gift of the power of hope. The gift of power of hope in action. So take that gift of the power of hope and put that in the ceremonial part of your heart. And just allow that to expand, to breathe that in. And that's where, I, if it's okay, Patty, I wanted to share a story because I love the name of this podcast. So everyone just take a breath. You're sitting there now with these gifts and your heart's expanding. Your mind's going, wait a minute, I already have these gifts. And you do. But it's about how do I use them? How do I integrate them? How do I remember them? And you can draw on that to be able to ask your ancestors to seek other elders, like Patty inviting me here. I so appreciate that, to be able to bring that, that we can help you with that. But it's the hope that I wanted to share a story because some people are feeling very hopeless. And that's inside of business and communities and their homes. And one of the things that I ask them to do is that there are things we can do, really practical tools to reignite that hope because hope is an energy source. And you never lose hope. It's, I know that sounds funny because people say, what, I don't have hope. No, you can give it away but it's still there. It's infinite energy. And that hope can get reignited by dreams, by dreams, by gratitude. But I want to share a dream that's been very powerful for me to your listeners. And that is, you know, in my indigenous practices, 
we always talked about dreams. So I held one since I was three, which is I saw myself in these dreams and millions of us, and we had our hands on each other's hearts. So even in kindergarten, I said, when I grow up, I'm going to be one of these. And they, I know people are like, what is she talking about? But indeed, that's what I've been doing all over the world in corporations and in communities is bringing together's hearts. But I want to talk about a difficult one. And that was when I was 19, I began having what I thought was a dream, but was a nightmare. And in this nightmare, every night I'd go to sleep and oh my gosh, I would see this doll falling from the earth and hitting and I'd sit up and I just did not want to go back to sleep. I would just have my hand on my chest, like hardly breathing. It was horrible watching this night after night. And this went on for months. So I wasn't getting much sleep and I'm used to sleeping and dreaming. So one time then the dream happens. I'm seeing more than ever. I actually see not only the sky and this doll, but I see this house and I see this doll hit this broken cement. But instead of waking up and grabbing my chest, instead there was this light. There was this infinite energy. Even saying light isn't quite it. And I kind of sense myself observing this light and I didn't want to leave it. And then of course it ended and I sat up and I was holding my chest, but I wanted to go back to sleep. So Patty, what I always did growing up is I talked to my mom about my dreams. Or I talked to my little sister. None of them were available. So I ended up getting hold of my elder sister and I started sharing this dream and she just started sobbing and crying and saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I had to wait till she could quiet down. And she said, Anita, that was not a doll. That was you. You were a little over a year old and I was supposed to be watching you. And she's, she's only like four years older than me. And she said, and we were on the second floor of an apartment building and the railing was not strong and you fell off mm-hmm. and you hit the ground and we thought you were dead. And so I'm listening to all this and I just got her finally to stop sobbing so much so she could hear me. I said, Paula, this is a beautiful, it's not beautiful to almost die. And yet what I got to know is experience of life. I grew up not only indigenous and earth practices, but also Catholic. I said, I may have studied some of the Catholicism a lot more if I knew that this is what they were talking about. And I actually through my dreams, through opening that up, that set in my body, in my spirit, in my mental, emotional, all the realms of who I am, the awareness of that. And so that, to me, was one of the gifts, along with all the others of understanding the indigenous worldview of how we are all ultimately interconnected. And so when we do good to one, we do good to all. When we hurt one, we hurt all. And so even if we just not go, come just from the heart, but from the rational mind, why would I hurt you when I know it hurts me? Yeah. And I think in the times we're in, we're starting to realize things can happen halfway around the world and it affects us all. The fires burning in the Amazon affects 20% of our oxygen for all of us. The polluting of the waters, the 90% of the large fish being gone affects all of us. So those are some of the horrific things. But doesn't it also mean like the work that you're doing, Patty, bringing us all together to listen to the deep wisdom that we have, each of us have, that we're part of this one hoop of life of what we can be and do. And we're seeing that too, the collective action, the collective hope in action that's calling for new laws, that's having people gather across all these differences 
saying, no, we want dignity. We want justice for all of us. You know, we want food for everyone around the world. We want clean water and that we can make that happen. So thank you for letting me share that story. But I just felt like for your podcast, for the space for magic, that if we understand that we all are part of that. And if we want to call the sacred magic, then call it that. But we are all part of this universe. And I believe that it is conspiring in our favor. We merely need to listen with the softest part of our ears and expanding hearts and get into action using these four sacred gifts. Oh, this is gorgeous. So much here. Um, Before I move on with my questions, just knowing my listener base. So for those of you listening, I want to assure you that Anita has a gift for you that's going to allow you to take these four gifts deeper. It is a book and you can get it at pattylinen.com forward slash four sacred gifts. So I just wanted to say that because Anita, I just know my audience and they're probably sitting there trying to write notes and (laughs) remember all of this. And I want them to be able to still stay here with us Mm -hmm. and drink in the rest of what you need and can share with us. So many questions and so many synchronicities right now. So I just want to share with you, just because I can't get it off of my mind, is so I just put an Oracle card deck out into the world. Mm-hmm. And it was my first. And there was a, the, a card that has become a standout for people. It's just the image just is really appealing to people. It's really touching their hearts. And it's the hope card. Mm. And Hope is a word I'd actually resisted or avoided. It aren't even quite the right words. They just didn't have a place in what I was teaching until this last year. There were other words I used in place of it. And for lots of reasons, the vibration of the word just wasn't working for me and working for me. And then all of a sudden it was. And I actually didn't want to put hope in the cards. I kept wanting to find a different word. And it just kept saying, nope, you have to be here. It has to be here. And so I let go and I trusted. And it is the card that people tell me about over and over again. And as you just share this, it's just the synchronicity of it is just kind of filling me with so much love for the process. That's great. I'm glad you named it. What's that? I'm glad you named it then. Yes. important. And just the value that can come to each of us on our journeys when we take our mental, our traditional mental process out of it and drop into that place that you're talking about, you know, that ceremony place inside of us, you know, how do people, what's a really practical way for someone to apply these four gifts or even one of them? What would be the next step you would want someone listening to take that wants to stay in right relationship with themselves? and their fellow two-legged. Yes. Well, I'm going to give you two answers. One is when you place those in your ceremonial part of your heart, if you just get quiet for a moment, there's going to be one of them that stands out. There's probably one that just is tugging on you a little more than other. And it may be the forgiving and unforgivable. It could be the healing, could be unity, or it could be hope and action. There is no wrong one. You start with wherever you are. That's part of the treating with dignity and respect because all of these are interconnected. So they'll hook to the other. They will. 
the other piece though that I would say is that, so wherever you begin, mostly like leaders and organizations, corporations, they usually call me in, they want to know more and help their people with the unity and the hope. And that's a great place to start. But I will say, we will only go so far. It doesn't matter if you have hundreds, thousands, millions of followers, whether your corporation is doing really well, you will only go so far if you aren't doing also your healing and forgiveness. So they're really, that's a way of answering to say, whichever you go with, go there. And some of you may have several tugging at you that's right up there, just like how hope came up for you. Like, wait a minute, I need to name this. And hope is one of those that is coming through a lot, as well as the healing. So we've said a little bit about the hope and how it is an energy source. And you can use gratitude, you can ask in dream time, waking time, or at night, ask your answers to come and, and bring you messages in your dream to help you to be of benefit and service to yourself and to all of your relatives. But the other one is healing. And so one of the things I'm very practical, I think, is that when I talk about healing, and I've studied healing methods, and they vary all over the world from indigenous people. So some use being in nature, some use sage, some use sweat lodges, some is talking circle, you know, meditation, vision quest. There's so many, there's not any one. But what I found are these four things I want to share with your folks is that in the healing process, which I found some themes that were present. One was listening. So if you're like my audience's other places too, you're writing it down. Listening is present. So you have to listen if something needs to be healed, because if you keep going or running away from or stuffing it down, you're not listening. So it's that's creating that space. And it doesn't mean you need to meditate for 45 minutes or anything like that. It's just, you, you can even just start with like just a minute being in touch with what's going on in your body what's going on in your mind, what's going on in your heart, you know, just so listening is a very important element. The second element present to help with healing is supportive relationships. And those relationships can be uh, a doctor, a therapist, a minister. It could be nature, a favorite tree, a pet, walking, you know, by the ocean. There's all sorts of supportive community. It's not just two-legged. And so that has helped in terms of healing process. The third thing is love of self. Love of self. And that what happens in the healing process, um, what stops part of the healing is because you think it's because the hurt is so bad and you're so angry at somebody else. But it's, if you truly love yourself, you're going to make more room. You're going to want to expel that, heal that, because you know that your sacredness warrants this much larger space for that unconditional love of self that then you can give to others as well. So love of self. And then the fourth thing that's really important is get into positive action. So it's not just setting back, it's actually getting into action. It's like the GPS. When I first got it here decades ago, I thought, well, how come it's not working? And I remember my partner saying, you've got to start, you got to move the car and then it'll you'll do it. And so you may have missteps, that that misstep is actually another way to help re-trigger, redirect us to the path of healing. So this healing, hopefully that will help. I think a lot of people are feeling overwhelmed and like, how do I get whole? All four of these gifts will help that. That's the promise. And I have utilized these gifts with heads of 
Fortune 500 corporations to indigenous people in the depths of the Amazon to inside my family, all, lots of different places. And I have never had anyone say, those gifts are horrible. Those gifts did not help me. <laughs> they will. So I'm glad that your listeners wrote them down and then also go to your site so that they can get the free book to learn even more. Oh, so good. And I'm so happy that you have this beautiful gift to give them in this book because this to me is that type of learning that you need to digest. And mm -hmm. when we can hear it and then read it and have it in all those different forms, I think it really helps us as humans ground ourselves in the teaching. Yes, definitely. Well, I think, um, I mean, you've shared so much. I don't want to distract us with questions that would take us in a different direction. My last question for you is, what is your hope, Anita? Yes, my, my hope, I have a huge vision of all of us really caring for each other, stripping ourselves of the illusion that we're separate that really understanding we're intimately interconnected and being joyful about that. There is responsibility that comes with relationship, but there's also great joy. So that's my hope, is that we two-leggeds understand just how beautiful, powerful we are, not just individually, but collectively. And we really help create a thriving world for all of us for our children, our children's children, and for the children of all species. And what a legacy to leave that we get to be alive at this time when each of us are needed so much to make this happen. That's my hope. Mm. Oh, yes. I support and I witness and I am with you in that hope. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anita, for being here. Well, is there anything, last words of wisdom you would like to leave with someone listening right now? Yes, no matter what your circumstances, because we spend so much time on the facts. So whatever your circumstances, I mean, the fact is, I am a survivor of nine years of childhood abuse. The fact is, I have experienced what all of us have been seeing, the murder of a loved one, simply because of the color of their skin. They did nothing. And what I want to, I, why I share that, and I've also no poverty in my early years, economic poverty is what I'm saying. Whether you're wealthy or economically poor, whether you're a rural person or you're in the middle of a city, whether you have a big family or no family members, we need you. Please hear the call from Mother Earth, from Spirit herself, from the wisdom within you. I bring you as a messenger from all the indigenous elders around the world that you belong. You are part of this one hoop of life. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for taking the time to share your wisdom with us. I, I can thank you on behalf of those listening because I can feel the gift in what you've shared. Thank you, Anita. Thank you. And for those listening, please go to pattylennon.com forward slash four sacred gifts and get Anita's work. And please share this podcast, share the link to that ebook, whatever your heart calls you to do to share this message further, please do it today. Thank you so much. 
Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.